Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of You Deserve Fresh Lettuce. I am your co-host Rachel. And In this episode we're going to be talking about filling the void after divorce. divorce. We've all been there. If you're not doing so already, please follow us on social media at YDFL Podcast. And you can listen to this show on your favorite podcast platform, including on Alexa, Alexa. and YouTube. If you want to watch all the faces and all the shenanigans. And now we talk with our hands. And play with our hair. Nothing's (laughs) over. Check out the scenery that looks a little better right now. But check out the bits on YouTube. talk all about it. And if you're one of the people listening in 28 countries right now as we're filming this episode, thank you, thank you, thank you. you. Please jump into the comments on YouTube and join the conversation. All right, let's go. Filling the void. Man, we can probably talk a lot about this. Oh, you know, filling the void. Oh my gosh, this brings me back to a moment in time because I've always heard, and I've always said it too, by the way, like there's never a good time to actually file for a divorce. And we understand that usually um, one of the biggest times for divorces are January, right? And we, that's because New Year, we, new you. New Year, new <laughs> me, you know, and so gen, come January, that's like the biggest height in divorce, you know, rates or divorce yeah. filings. So what I always say is, like, no matter if you do it in August, like, there's always something, someone's birthday, a planned vacation, you know, grandma's 70th and (laughs) grandpa's 80th, whatever it is. And so, but I think for me, what was the most difficult time or part of the whole divorce was during the holidays at Christmas. I was, I remember I knew that I was, like, Christmas Eve for us is the bigger celebration being Latina. Yes. And I remember that I went to my sister's house prepared with a big-ass bottle of tequila. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that I just wanted to, like, not know anything about that Christmas. I was so sad because it was, like, the first Christmas that I was going to be without my girls and not see them in the morning to open gifts and that was a sad reality back then for me because I'm like this is life this is how I knew this is the new normal and it was so hard for me to get adjusted to that now I feel like I've I'm so I'm well seasoned now I understand okay (laughs) make sure you take your pjs you know and and then I understand how we're going to do the whole like you know, transaction of dropping off, picking up, whatever it is, or now they're old enough to drive themselves. To drive themselves, yeah. I think that um, that was, it's funny, the Christmas Eve thing is the hardest. I think for me, I had Easter first, um, right after. But, you know, once you get to that Christmas Eve, it was tough. I was literally sitting at home alone on Christmas, Aww. just like you were too. But I was at home alone. You, you went to your I siblings. Went to my family. But I was sitting by the tree, and I remember I was just looking at, like, the presents and stuff. And then I was like, oh, my God. That was probably, I could say, the only time in the journey, and that was a few months later, like eight months, nine months after um, I filed, and that I felt, no, it was only, like, probably four months after um, that I felt like, did I make a mistake? That was like my one little thing where you, as a woman, you can kind of go, oh, the, the risk versus reward. Like, is this, like, I what know this worth it. Like, I know Should he was a jerk this? and I know that I didn't like this. And I know that he cheated. And I know. Da, 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 da. But is this all worth but that? But can I really see this through? Like, this is rough. And I thought I was fine until like that moment. I know. Yeah. That's always so tough. No, for me, I mean, I, I, I filed for divorce at the beginning of the year. So you, there was my daughter's birthday. That was really different because obviously, you know, we were we were going to be splitting that. And that was like a month as, later. Too. That was literally a month yeah. later. She says that that is one of the most memorable birthdays 
on the negative end for her oh, okay. because of the way that that everything just kind of happened. Then, of course, it was my other daughter's birthday, and then you have Mother's Day, and then Mother's Day was another one because obviously you understand that you have a whole celebration even though you're with your kids, but now it's just like you with your kids. And, like, you know, it's it's the, adjust in, the adjustment yeah. of it is really hard. But I knew for sure, like, Thanksgiving wasn't going to be that big of a deal for me. But I knew for sure Christmas Eve was going to take, like, not even New Year's, by the way. It was going to be Christmas Eve. And it just so happened that he had Christmas Eve with him the first year we divorced, and I'll never forget it. And I just remember. Even though the tequila, you still will never forget it. I bought a big old bottle of Patron. It wasn't even, like, the personal size. I probably would have gone through almost three of those bad boys. And I, like, I didn't want to drink anything. I was going to shoot it straight. Just drink it straight. Like, I just wanted to put a straw in there and be like, all right, let's just, let's just blank out here. And I think a lot of the times, you know, that's why, you know, we've talked about this in the past episodes, like, deadbeat moms, how they operate and how they're, they're moving through life, especially during... A, such a life-changing time and yeah. so it could be that they're just wanting a party or they just want to meet the next person or they just want to so drink it just depends women you know we have this thing right and it's been since kind of younger all the way up until whatever age like where they say you know it takes one you got to get under one to get over one. Oh gosh and there's this whole advice. scenario right and we keep hearing this and I just bad had advice. lunch with someone recently that was a like dry spell for a year after her divorce and now she said, I just knew I had to go just sleep with whoever to kind of break that thing that I had. And then now I'm fine. And I thought, oh, God, like I, I was just like, but I don't know if that's necessarily the way to do it. And, and here's why. Like, I think that it's so easy in these moments, ladies, it's going to be really tough. If you are a woman that's on the brink of divorce, you have to understand it is going to challenge you emotionally when if you have the kids. And then once you get accustomed to, like, now the kid's going with dad, like, you're comfortable with that. Like, you understand it's his weekend or his holiday or whatever it might be. Now you're sitting on a Friday night and you're twiddling your thumbs going, what do I do? So what ends up happening is that's where you see all these 40-something-year-old women in the club. Like, that's where you see men complain, like, why are all these older women acting like they're in their 20s? You know what I mean? Like, addicted to the shindig at a certain age. And it's because they probably were married in their 20s and didn't get to do it. But they're probably filling the void. The void. And they're going, let's just live. Instead of being home, I'm not saying stay home, by the way, because it's tough. Yeah. But, they, but there comes this next thing of, like, you, your friends are still married. They're still doing other things. And then, you know, and what, you know the funny part about your friends are still married, like, depending on what age group you're in and, and how many people have been divorced in your group or married or what have you. Like now, you're like everyone has looks at you like you have cooties. Nobody <laughs> yes. wants to talk to you because you're the one that's gonna rattle the cage. But you often you, lose like, like there's a custody battles in divorce, oh, yeah. but then there's the friends the friend group custody like, battles. Yeah, the everyone group. feels like, like they have to change. Yeah, like, like it's sides. either him or me. Yes. and you can't play for both teams. So you're coming off the this life that you had. You're like stepping off this train because you don't like where it's going. And now you're like, I'm going my own way. And you do that, and now you got to share your kids. You know, now you're alone in the house. It's quiet. Now you have certain friends that you're not hanging out with anymore. And by the way, they're still doing all the couples things, party buses, whatever it might be that they do. And then, and then some, and of, you're the, like, some of the girls will tell, tell whoever is going to plan something, you know, I know you very well, and I know that you're really good, but... 
that person doesn't like single girls around the group. Yes. And yes. Then they're very open and very yes. honest. That about, happened to me. I told you yeah. about that, remember? Yep. And right I, out the gate. Yep. See that um that whole conversation because I I've, I've been doing this for a hot little minute. <laughs> I know that there was a conversation that I had with someone not too too long ago and she's like, "Look, when there is all the girls, the stuff that's going on with the girls, I will invite you because, you know, I know you're good and, and, and it's good that you yeah, talk to the girls. Yeah. She's like, however, when they do the couples thing, you're probably not going to be invited to that. And I was like, oh, no, it's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even, I like, I respect all relationships it's and I get super, it. super, like, understand. I, I love the it. honesty, like, when that happened to me as well. But I, I, I appreciate the honesty, but also you walk away and you're like, Wow, I'm I'm in that category now. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's I'm a realization like, of like, okay, that's that's what we're doing here. Like I'm not a daddy snatcher, know, but like right? I get, but I also but I get, get it. it. Like yeah. if I was married, I'd probably not want to have certain girls around yes. my group, maybe. Yeah. And you know, it's it's kind of funny with with the nightclub thing because I remember my sister, my younger sister, she's nine years younger than me, and I remember she's like, well, we're gonna go to this nightclub and. It was not my flow by no means necessary. <laughs> by the way, if, if you guys, I don't know where you guys are listening to this, um, but it was in Pomona, California. Okay. And if you guys have ever been to Pomona, California. I'm just going to drink my tea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And I just remember thinking, like, why? Oh, what am I doing You wanted here? to go back, man. Like, you wanted like, to run back why? to that guy. <laughs> Like, is this what I have to look forward to? And then there's, like, the freaking nerdy guys that are like, hey, you want to dance? I'm like, not really. No. Not really. No. And, and, you know, and after a while, though, it's so funny because it just becomes part of the norm. Like, I'd be calling her, like, a month later. Are we going to Pomona? Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Are we going to Pomona? What are we doing tonight? I think that, you know, if, if you can get to a place where you're not feeling, if you don't get to a place where you're not doing things just to fill the time. Right. And not doing people just to, to fill the time. time. Oh my gosh. You know yes. what I mean? Because that's a huge thing. Like oftentimes the, the getting under one to getting over one and stuff like that. I, I told you the conversation that I had with that one girl. Um, and actually you had met her, but we're not, we're not going to say her okay. name. Okay. And, um, and she had said to me, okay, so how many, you know, she's trying to like get down, you know, married counts? for a while. Oh, okay. And, and, and so I was, you know, Oh, yeah, I was in, I didn't miles. date nobody. Miles. Yeah, like, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. She's like, well, here's the thing, okay? You're literally, if you've never been with a black guy, you got to be with a black guy. you never been with an Asian guy, you got to be with an Asian guy. you never been with a white guy, well, you got to be with a white guy. Been around never, the world. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, now it's your time. you got to be with all these different guys. And I'm like, see, thank God for me, I'm I'm not, I, I, I don't process don't things like yourself. that. I'm like, no, like, what kind of, if I really wanted to take her advice and be like, yeah, so what nationality are you? Because I have a roster of people. You, like, yeah, you wrote oh. a map of the like, world and put a pin in it. I was like, you know what, I'm not getting that one up. New Zealand? How am I going to get me a New You're Zealand? Like, oh, I've been wanting to collect that card. All right, here we go. Let's do yeah. this. And she sat, there, she sat there and gave me that advice, and I'm like, that is some pretty shitty advice. Like, please, ladies, do not give your girlfriends advice like no. that. I will tell you that after a while, this is going to sound really crazy, after I was done doing all the stupidities, <laughs> I literally would find joy, as silly as it sounds, and I I found joy over going to Barnes & Noble yes. on Saturday night. Like, um. I legit was like, 
something latte of some sort. Yes. And then I would read all these books that were there for my accessibility. Yeah. I would literally take them to the, you know, the little cafe. And I would just read there. And then I would get the books that I felt that were going to help me grow. And not like, you know, my light. I needed to shine my light bright, yes. not dim light, my light, you know, because I was going through these crazy life-changing events and then after a while it just become, becomes business as usual don't you agree it does Rachel? it feels you start to get really comfortable with your own company and you can fall in love with your own company and stuff like that and um i used to hear women of a certain age when i was in my 20s say that like you know honey you've never been alone like you got to get to a place where you can do things on your own where you can go to movies on your own or dinner on your own and i thought what i was mortified i was like why on earth would I want to do that on my own? Yeah. I'm 47 years old as I'm recording this, and I went to the movies for the first time like six months ago. Mm. I walked over there because our building's really close, and I just thought, I'm going to walk to go see a movie. Yeah. And I went to go, and I sat there, and it was so weird because I was looking at everybody around me like, are they looking at I was looking at them like a weirdo, but I thought, are yeah. they looking at me like, she's, oh, she's by herself? And huh. so I had, and, and by the way, it was not my favorite thing to do. Like I did it because I really wanted, it was like a chick flick. You wanted and to like, try I it. I just wanted to see it. Yeah. I want to see the movie and I didn't think anybody would go with me. But anyways, I went and I did it. And so what I'm saying is it's not easy afterwards. You have to be mentally prepared. And I think nothing really prepares you though for these moments of solitude. And I took the time to lean into my faith. I spent a lot of time at church. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, right. Barnes and Noble. I drive down to the beach. I would there's just different things I would do to fill the time. What I did do was make a commitment to myself that I wasn't going to drink when I was sad. Hmm. Um, I come from a long line of alcoholics and alcoholism. That's really good. And I just thought if I'm feeling sad or low, if I'm alone in the house, I'm not going to drink. Hmm. And I had to do that because I could see how very easily a lot you of my friends down. had slipped down that road yeah. and also how I could easily do it, how I could easily do I, it. I have to tell you that for me, um, you know, when I was first going through my whole divorce situation, um, and this is so many years ago now, but I'm, I'm sharing this because hopefully this helps, by yes. the way. And if you're thinking about it, hopefully it helps also. But I remember that, um, you know, my old colleague had a really big birthday bash right before I filed for divorce. So everybody and their mother gave him a bottle of all kinds of things. So we had an outdoor bar full of just all liquor you could think of. I promise you, I took that bar down. Every night, I would have probably almost half a bottle. And I don't know that anyone knew because my girls had put him to bed. I'd be in the kitchen. I would just, I no mixer, straight bottle. And you know what's crazy about that too? There were certain bottles that I remember I would start drinking. I'm like, oh, who drinks this, right? <laughs> Man, by the third, like, third shot, I oh, was yeah. like, where can I get another bottle yeah. like this, though? I was like, this is the best thing since whatever oh, in the heavenly gasoline. Father. I was like, really? Like, how come no one ever told me about this? It literally started off from, ew, disgusting, like, yeah. who drinks this, to like, Wow, this thing's yeah, good. And then after a while, I realized, like, okay, this is not beneficial. This is not going to help you grow. There is nothing good that's going to come out of this. You have two little people that are counting on you to be 100%, and that's going to take you down. And so there was a moment there where I literally had to have self-talk and be self-aware yeah. that this was becoming an issue. If yes. one of my kids, God forbid needed me to drive them to the hospital, there is no, no way. way I could drive them yeah. to anything because I was 
pretty batshit, like, drunk. And so, not crazy, probably crazy too, but... <laughs> a little drunk. A little crazy. A little tipsy. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that you have to really take into consideration everything that you do, whether that's going out, meeting new people, uh, drinking, like, how is this going to better me if yes. I choose this path? And you have to take into consideration... There will be no growth from me drinking all these bottles. My liver None. is going to take oh, a toll. Yeah. Your, your body is going to take a toll. You're not going to be able to get your like, hot body back oh, and all this no. kind of stuff. You're, you're definitely going to be on hold with all yeah. that stuff. you got to get your mind right. So I feel like, you know, um, when you're on the journey, it's like you have to understand that, that it's, I always, we, we talk about this, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is it, optional. Definitely. And the problem is, is that you're not going to be able to grow. Like you have to grow through it. You can't just go through it. And I think what happens is we get stuck in these ruts of like emotional, sometimes we feel sorry for ourselves, sometimes we're like lost, confused, scared. And so then we want to mask it. I know a lot of people that take Xanax. Um, there's a lot of things pills. on the market, so many pills, so many things that seem so normal. Drinking a glass of wine, which turns into the bottle of wine, which is very easy to do. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it, we're masking it. We're masking it with men in the bed. We're masking it with food, some of us. We're oh, yeah, masking sure. it with alcohol, pills, friends, partying. Like, there's all these things to mask it with. And yet every time you go that route you are basically denying yourself the ability to grow through it. Because let me tell you, it's going to be painful. It's like muscles. You know, if you're working out, you got to tear the muscle for it to grow. And so in the tearing is where the growth is. And the tearing and the pain is where the miracle is. And if you're talking in terms of your faith, those dark, lonely, painful moments are the moments that make you look up. Those are the moments that are designed for you to only be with him and, you know, in prayer, in prayer. and to look up and give it to God. And like I could say I my, my, my best, most beautiful journey with God was in those moments and in that valley. But I was equally as tempted to go lay with whoever because it would just be better than being in my empty bed. And I was very tempted to, to go drink whatever and go out with whoever because it would be, I knew it would be a good time. Oh, yeah. You know For what sure. I mean? And yeah. so the shindig is like so fun. And, and it's like, very tempting too. And yes. Especially if you have, you know, friends that are single. Because, you know, most of us, even if we're married, we have the single friends, yes. the married friends. Girls like and now, you know, now and the, that. The, the single friends are calling you. You're like, yeah, let's go do this, let's go that. And I, I got to tell you, and I will share this, and, and I'm not sure what you may or may not be going through, but I will tell you, I, I feel that what helped me get through my darkest days was definitely getting into the gym, listening to an amazing book, and just like going in there with, that was like my zen, it still is my zen. I go in there, it's not because I'm trying to do any kind of body changes, it's literally for my mind, it's clarity. It is a moment for myself, and I listen to audiobooks, I listen to yes. podcasts, I listen to all kinds of things. Sometimes if life isn't going the right way, even after this whole divorce thing, I will literally grab my journal of whatever it is, of writing the things that I want to accomplish and do, I will go down to the beach, which isn't, which isn't terribly yes. far. If it's really, really, really like hard for me, I will just literally give it to God there. And I will yeah, sit there and nature. I will connect with nature and be grateful for all the things that I do have. And I never want to focus on the things that I don't have or the things that I think I lost. I didn't lose anything. Yes, there's changes, but there is no loss. There's actually, you have to think about the things that you do have. And so it's easier said than done. And I know that there yes. may be a cliche, but I promise you, these things really help me. And I sometimes, if I sat there, maybe I wouldn't cry, but I definitely was like, 
all right, God, what what's next? So yes. so we're here. I'm at this crossroads. Yeah. I need your guidance. Like, yes. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get discernment, and then you're like, okay, I would love that. You know, you you know, you obviously don't want to share that with people, but you know, you write down the things and the goals and the dreams and the aspirations and things that you would want to accomplish in this lifetime, and you just write them down. It gives and, you and, hope, and it and just definitely it, helps. It gives you hope and like a breath, you know, for the future. And I know, like. For you know, one of the things that I did was, um, and I've shared this with Dahlia. I almost treated the Bible. I didn't used to read the Bible. Yeah. But it became, you know, like those eight balls. You get the store and you shake it, you know, and it's all oh, yes. all sources point to yes or whatever. Yeah. And I and I admit, you know, I I just that's how I started my relationship with the Bible or my connection with the Bible was I had one and um and so I was like okay I I'd hold on to it and pray God I just I I needed to literally see words like I needed signs it was like. Yes, we're supposed to have faith and walk blindly in faith, but I knew that I was in such a delicate stage um, on that in journey. A bit of a dark, dark it was place, dark. Right? And it was dark. I had there was health things that were starting to come up and financial things that were yeah, coming up. And, yeah, that and by happens. the way, a lot of women because stress is a is a mother and all these things. So I got my my Bible and I remember this very clearly because one of the reasons I got desperate enough to to even do this was because there was a little tiny little part of me. And I say this in previous episodes. My mind knew I made the right decision. Right. My mind had no doubts. My heart took a minute to catch up. Yeah, of course. And and so the emotions take a minute because it's like 20 years and you're like, oh my God. It's like, it just feels like Titanic and you just don't know what yeah. to do. Yeah. So I grabbed the Bible and I and I just literally was like, oh my God, I, did, I just need help because I don't know what to do. Did I make a mistake? Whatever. So I opened it up and I had my highlighter because a friend of mine said, always highlight those messages that you first see and then eventually you start to see all these messages that God was giving you. And so I got my pink highlighter, opened it up, and here was a passage. Again, I'm going to mess this up because I don't like read the Bible like verbatim. But it was a story of how, I think it was Moses or whoever, took them out, the slaves, out out of Egypt. And he took them into the desert, but he rescued them. So the slaves were all like, save us, save us from this torture. We're slaves. Save us, save us, save us, God. Here comes Moses and finds a way to rescue them out of the okay. desert. On the third day or fourth day in the desert, they're complaining about the weather, the food. They the forgot. Things, they the, totally forgot. And they were like, well, at least when we were over there, we were eating. At least when we were over there, we were this. At least when we were over there, it was that. And so, wow. so the Bible, so much. you know what I mean? So yeah. the Bible says, do not be like the, the slaves who were delivered from Egypt, mm-hmm. like begging God to be delivered. Because in my marriage, I was, I was begging for discernment. I was begging for like, not a door to leave, but I was like, I knew something was, up. it was so wrong. And you could watch episode one, season one. And we talk about that. So here I come for God to give me the strength to get me out of the situation. Sheesh. And now I'm out in the desert. And then I'm in the desert going, oh, my God, but I miss Today. my kids, and he, they're with him, and I miss this, and, yeah. and I don't know now, and blah, blah, blah. Did I make a mistake? Yeah. And then here comes that passage, and it's like, don't be like them. Like, mm. you begged me and to so deliver like, you, there you are. And, now, and you. now you have to have faith that he will get you through the desert. Yeah. And the amount of things, ladies, and I'm not an advocate for divorce. If you've already made the leap, I'm here to tell you, if you just go to my Instagram, Rachel Medina 101, yeah. you can see the journey. Everything I've posted has been after my divorce. Everything after the divorce. And it is like, the what? Biggest, I think the biggest growth, in my opinion, does happen after such a breaking point, yes. right? Because, because oftentimes, people don't get divorced after the first no. time that they're unfaithful, the first time that they lay a hand on you, the first time, the first no. time of this, that, or the other, even the second time. 
sometimes, you know, we will hold on tight because it's like we we make excuses. Like it was a mistake. He was drunk. He didn't mean it. He doesn't. He, that's not normally how he operates. Oh, well, she's she's a sleazy girl. Of course, he was going to sleep with her. Yeah, it's and all we her make fault. all these excuses. Yeah. But then finally, when you get to the place like where you say, okay, this is it. Now or never, do or die. That's a breaking point. Divorce is a death. We talk about it all the yeah. time. It's divorce with a D, like a death, and that's what it yes. is. And I think that you have to understand that. There is going to be a lot of painful nights, a lot of painful days, but with that pain will come growth. And then one day you will be the person that someone calls and says, I need to talk to you. Yes. Because they know that you've been through it. And they're like, and you how, survive. how did you do this, that, 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 that? And it wasn't easy. I mean, I'm telling you a story of how I knew that I was becoming possibly an alcoholic. Yes. Because every night, if I didn't have half a bottle of, of tequila, of this, whatever, I don't, eat, I don't even drink whiskey. But let me tell you, I was drinking whiskey. Like, whiskey was my friend. I was yeah. like, whatever was in front of me, I was Equal drinking it. I, I took down all the tequila, I was gone because that was my favorite. Then we took down all the vodka, that's the next. And then anything else that I didn't even care about, like I think this was for six months, by the way, nobody knew. Like my mom, my dad, nobody I knew. Didn't know. I, I yeah. would, you know, talk to whoever right before, I, you know, I'd hang up the phone. I would just literally sit in my kitchen and just kill almost a bottle. And I think what I'm trying to say is don't be like that. Understand that there is going to be a lot of days that you're going to think, did I make a mistake? Was this right? Was this wrong? Again, just like Rachel just said, we're not advocates for divorce. No. But if you're already going down that path, it's not going to be you easy. you got to be careful. you got to be aware easy. that there are cracks in the road. There are pits in the road. And, like, we're here to tell you those. that's what they kind of look like. And what happens is the loneliness of it and the heartache of it all, even if you consciously made the decision to be like, thank God I, I this. left this, you're still going to have some kind of stuff There's with that. There's still a little doubt. Like, and, huh. and what you do with those Feelings is going to make or break you after your divorce. So what true. you do in those moments afterwards is going to make or, or break, break you. you. Yeah. And that, and you know, and so with that being said, if it's going to make or break you, that's why I'm saying really think like for me after a while, I said, okay, how is this drinking beneficial for yeah. me? My liver is taking a toll. I love going to the gym. I thank God I actually met the gym, I think, a year before I divorced. So that became my safe haven, my zen, my time to disconnect. I would spend two, three hours at a time. And I think that was just like me trying to fill that void. Yeah. And I'm not saying to do that because I think anything with too much excess of anything is not but good. But it's better right? than going to the bar or like, you know. Or doing something that, that isn't good, with right? With some random guy. With some yeah. random dude. So really think, take into consideration all the things that you're doing. And if they're going to move you in the right, if they're going to move the needle slightly in the right direction of growth, of empowerment, of making you a better person, of being a businesswoman, of starting a little hustle, doing whatever it is that you do. Maybe it's the career that you chose, but maybe now like trying to show up extra and not doing these types of things because yeah. it's easy to get down that rabbit hole. It is. Really easy. Yeah, it is. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you have to trust the process and you have to understand that if, you know, God got you that far, he's going to take you all the way and you just have just to trust, trust the process and trust. understand it's not for you to have to try to fix every little thing. You have to sometimes let the chips fall where they may yeah. and understand. And listen, it's going to be tough during those holidays. You know, the holidays are going to be tough. Finance, financially, oh gosh, yes. even like how to figure out paying the bills and doing all, There's a lot that you're trying to learn and navigate at oh the my same gosh. time. Rachel, the pain of the bills. I think oh you probably, gosh. I don't yes. know if you remember that. 
They literally came knocking on my door. They were disconnecting my electricity because I compl- I was so oblivious yeah. to the bills. Like, what bills? They were like, man, yeah. we're going to disconnect your electricity. And I remember... And you guys had solar, so you probably thought, like... What? The sun? Like, <laughs> the sun's got me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah. You know, and and, the, and what you're saying is so true. Like the bills, like yeah. I remember, it was like it happened a few times where I was like, oh, I dropped the ball again. Yes. And 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 believe me, there were so many moments where I was like, I'm losing it. Like I'm yeah. freaking losing it. I can't get it right. Like the, if it wasn't one thing, it was another thing. Yeah. And after a while, let me tell you, it becomes business as usual. It becomes the like freaking electricity gets paid, the gas gets paid, yes. just handle it everything just gets done but it takes a moment it does it it takes a moment to get your footing yes because i say i was a businesswoman and i still was thrown all the way way off off. because he used to handle the bills and so then me going in i'm like wait what and i there was a lot that i realized when you know when you lift that rock you're gonna see some stuff yeah like and i was like wait what am i supposed (laughs) to do with this like i don't even know like and then we're in a bad economic in the country was it was in shambles and so it's listen you like god's got you if you already made the leap, you have to understand, like what do you always say, you didn't get this far. I didn't, Oh, I didn't come this far to come this far to not come this far. In other yeah. words, I came here and I'm freaking staying and I'm going to see this ish through All and I'm going to be done. Through. And like, that's not been the way I wanted to operate, but it's been the way that I have operated. Yes. And it's like, well, I'm going to see it through and, um, and we're going to see the light at the end of the tunnel or during or whatever it is. And we're going to keep on just moving in that That's direction. It. And, and after a while, yeah, I mean the Barnes Noble thing for me, by the way, yeah. like I was excited to read new books and, and learn and do. And, and I think if you can get into some t- type of Bible study, I went, yes. I went to a divorce group and I just wasn't. In, I wasn't there. Like, there are different groups that you feel that there could be inner growth. And I definitely felt like, well, everybody here needs a lot of help. Not that I didn't, <laughs> but it was like I was just yeah. not, I was not connecting They're with They're like, the there people. should have been a group before this group <laughs> that they came to. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the people that were there, like, were in it for like eight, nine years. So they're already past or like okay. seven years. So I'm thinking they're probably trying to find somebody. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That was a, that was a, that was a single group, yeah. single divorce group. Yes. Yeah. And there's like the people that are just about to file and oh, they're just like man. so emotional that you're like, this person, pobrecito, he has a lot to work on. Like, he needs a lot of help. And so, But we yeah. will say, if you are not sure, and you're still married, and you're thinking, oh, he's not my soulmate anymore, we fell out of love, da 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 and, but he's not beating you or cheating on you, or right? oh, you man. gotta rethink it twice, and, you know, what did I say, like, once a week or twice on Sunday, like, you gotta rethink Redo the it, scenario, yeah. Rethink I, I, think, it. I think what happens is a lot of the time people forget why you got married. You forget why you love the person. You forget what it was like to I always say this what it was like to go out with him on yeah. Saturday night what it was like to see him dressed up because yes. he took the time and you took the time to look beautiful and I think that sometimes if you're not in the in in what we're talking about where you're already you've taken that leap of faith and you're going through that path of divorce and first Christmas and New Year's and all that which is it's oh it's so annoying if you're still here where you're still married really really look at your partner and say okay why did I fall in love with this person what was it about him and try to get back to the basics of trying to go on date nights try to love on the person and appreciate the person because oftentimes this isn't too bad by the way like if, if you know that this is done 
and you go down this path, just remember, whatever you do, think about how it's going to move the needle in the right direction. Yeah. Because if you're going to go down the path of being an alcoholic, it's going to be all bad for everybody, including yep. your kids and the family. It's just bad. Yep. It's just because the marriage ends doesn't mean you have to be destroyed by it. Right. That's where you have a choice in exactly. that whole thing. And, right. and so that's it. So anyway, just all don't right. forget that you... See you next time. And see you, you next time deserve fresh lettuce. Cheers.